hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funkin' Strictly Munkin', the only podcast that would have absolutely no problems if it was in the Super Bowl and the refs were very stringent on calling Funkin' penalties because we don't funk, we only munk. I'm your host, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you? Always topical. I like that. It's not always topical, but it does help um, for it to be topical. Even though that was a long walk, at least it made coherent sense. Uh, but how are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. Uh, finally recovered from a Saturday hangover. I didn't drink for the Super Bowl, so... Yeah. I uh, I drank on the Super Bowl, but I was with my two roommates who don't really watch football. And, like, just to be frank, if I'm not... Like, last year, for example, I was with my brothers and my brother's college friends. And, like, that is, you know... I, I I only let's just say I only vaguely remember the game winning play in the Super Bowl last year. Like just a vague memory. But when it's when you're with two people who don't really drink and don't really care about football, there's a cap to even if you're the most shameless drunk, there's only a cap to how much how drunk you can get when you're the only one drinking. It's kinda of like I can't really <coughs> Your roommates don't drink? Uh no, not really. Like wine occasionally, but um Yeah, I mean, it does occasionally make me feel like a degenerate. When like it's like a Saturday night, and I'm like in my uh, my room. You have to cross through the living room to get there. So it's like, whoop! This is my fifth trip back from the fridge. Uh, you know, just get a mini fridge. I could get a mini fridge, except why would I do that? It's not worth it. Um, it's I could get you one for free. It's mildly embarrassing, and uh, I get you one for free. I you know I think that I'm good. Um, I'm sending it to you anyways. Okay, bridge. I live on a fourth floor walk up. Please don't. It's only like thirty pounds. It's, uh, okay, and that's not that bad. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Mr. Monk. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, ironically, a lot of people call the Super Bowl the big game because mm. you know you're legally not allowed to say Super Bowl, or you actually you know you're not even allowed to say Super Sunday either. They copyrighted that too. Really? And they tried did, to copyright what, the big game, but copyright courts didn't let them. What did that start? Because uh, wasn't like a big part of Ace Ventura like the Super Bowl. Did they say the Super Bowl? Yeah, but I think they, they had got. To I think they were licensed from the NFL. Oh, okay. No, they definitely That's were because they used the Dolphins logo, so they definitely had permission from the NFL. Right. I think the yeah, NFL will true. give it if you obviously don't disparage them. But advertisers, they can't let them use it because, for example, if you are, you know, nationwide insurance, you can't say the super. They can't give you permission to say Super Bowl because then State Farm isn't the official insurance sponsor of the NFL. You know. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. See? Yeah, copyright laws are weird, and in some ways are too stringent, and some are not. I think this case where it's too stringent because it gets the Super Bowl. It's like everyone knows what the fucking Super Bowl is. Anyway, I think the cat's out of the bag about like trying to police when people use the word Super Bowl, but that's just me. Anyway, we speaking of police, yes, we we start this episode off at Alan Iverson's worst nightmare. That's right, we're at practice. Um, That's nice. I, I heard it and it was funny, but like I just I I started playing the clip in my head, so you know how that goes. Yeah. Now, um, a thing I want to compliment this episode on is it's not great, but I'll say this: there's no bit of it. Now I might have missed something. We're not at never at any point do the girls look like they've never played basketball before, which you get so often in movies and TV. Like especially the background ones who are not speaking roles. Clearly, they cast them based on girls who look like they knew how to play basketball, and I think that that really helps. Because, um, you know, like they're, I think, well, I, I, actually first, this is a JV team, right? Or like a freshman team, right? Yes, correct. It's not the varsity team. Yeah. That's for so sure. like they don't look good, but like especially with dribbling, you can tell when someone's never dribbled before. Like they're not looking down when they dribble, for example. 
And just to like highlight just how much of a piece of shit I am, uh, <laughs> when we were when I was watching this with my girlfriend, I just I turned to her and I said I would just ball these chicks up, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just started making like motions like I'm swatting them, and it was I laughed, uh, but yeah, I don't think she. I take it she didn't. Um, <laughs> no, she did actually. Okay. Um. So anyway, uh, as they're practicing, Coach Hayden, the wonderful coach, she's kind of out of it, you know. Um. She's her mind's elsewhere. And apparently there's one week before the championship game. Um, right. And she says, when she's giving her little speech, she says something interesting. She says, no matter who's coaching you, you can do it. Strange thing to say, don't you think? Yeah, we know what that. We know what time it is. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Julie, she's intuitive. She's smart. She pulls her aside. And she's like, oh, no, I just meant that, like, it's about you guys, not about me. Um, and then they'll go. No, 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 that's it. I was going to say, then she takes, like, a moment in by herself in the gym, swishes a jump shot. Um, uh-huh. You know. Her form's not perfect, but it's not bad. Like, once again, not really bad. There's no one, like, no one looks really bad, um, which is saying nah, something. Nah, she's no Sean Marion, that's for sure. Well, f- yes, yes, Sean Marion, who famously Or Alonzo Ball, I guess, should have been. Or the, the... Michael Kidd Gilchrist. For non-basketball watchers, we just named three people who have incredibly ugly shots. Um, yeah. Now, the first two are actually very good at shooting, whereas Michael Kidd Gilchrist is bad at shooting. But Lonzo Ball and Sean Marion shooting, you would look at them shooting and think that they're bad at shooting, but they're both pretty good at it, Sean Marion especially. Anyway, um, she hits the showers, which, you know, it is kind of weird that she's alone, like a grown-up woman. Okay, I was like, why is she even showering in the same locker room as the girls being there? I I mean, that's one thing. But also, like, I, I also, like, I think I must just have a low standard for, like, I feel like if, if I'm going to be leaving the gym, like, I don't need to shower there. I can go home. I don't, if I'm a grown adult, I don't want to shower in the girls, you know, bathroom. It's disgusting. Right. No, I was thinking the same thing. I'm just like, this This doesn't add up. But apparently she does. And so she's showering. Um, and, uh, of course, a shadowy figure makes his way around. Emerges. And he sets up an intricate murder. He plugs in a hairdryer. Mm-hmm. He uh, covers up the drain with a towel, and he starts a leak in the uh, sink. And yeah. If that isn't a recipe for murder, I don't know what is. Yeah, no, it was a uh, it was it was a long winded way of killing somebody when he could have just I guess I don't know there could have been something else he'd done. Well, but, no, right, because if fine. we if we think about what the ultimate motive was, it had to look like an accident because you the last thing you want is the cops paying close attention. Oh, that's whole true. Thing was You're a, right. The whole thing was about, you know, not the cops not noticing. So, um, and so she steps out of the shower, and I like. I, it's one of those deaths where you they you have to believe that they consulted with actual electrocution experts because she doesn't really like. It's very yeah. Limited. She doesn't do the whole. Zzz, 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 anything well, you, like. you have to believe that's actually what it is because I think that they wouldn't have done it that way if that's not actually how it works. <laughs> Which is exactly what I did at the end of the last episode. That didn't um, make any sense. I know. Well, did you hear what I did with that though? No. Oh uh, well, I, I you said, <laughs> and then I hit the, bah! and then I stop and I put in the part where I said, wait, what the hell was that? And he said, oh, it says the guy gets electrocuted. Oh fuck. <laughs> um, because I'm like, I needed to put that in there because I'm like, I don't want people to think that Andre had a seizure on the podcast and I kept. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, so All she's right, dead uh, as a doornail, as it were. Um, and they cut to Monk. 
and he's got the ironing board out, and he's ironing a part of a, cl- a piece of clothing that we all need to iron. You know what I mean? Yeah, I <laughs> at first I thought he was just ironing the iron board, which didn't even seem that weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow ironing shoelaces is even weirder than just ironing the iron board. Yes. Um, that never forget that he adamantly denies it, but there is a long-standing rumor that. Hall of Fame pitcher John Smoltz once was on the DL because he ironed a shirt while he was wearing it. He denies it. He adamantly denies it, but that is a rumor. He, like, burned himself? Oh, oh, oh yeah, that's what the rumor says. <laughs> this is, like, not as fun as a Richard Gere one, but it's good. Which was so. the Richard Gere one again? Oh, oh, right, the rumor about Richard Gere. I thought you meant something with him and ironing. Anyway. Yeah, no. Um, that, uh, there's a ring at the door, and three girls are at the door. Do you know, do you remember their names? Well, obviously you know the one, but... Uh, Julie, Emily C, and Emily L, or something? Emily J, excuse me, Emily J. J. Who apparently yeah. is on Last Man Standing, um, which, you know. Good for her. There's not a single actor or actress in the world who could tell me who's on Last Man Standing, I wouldn't believe you. Um, well, but there's, okay, also, we didn't, I mean, we'll, we'll get to we'll, it later, we'll, but. We're gonna get, we're gonna get to it. Like, okay, I was gonna get to the Bill Engvall show. Yeah, exactly, we're, uh, if you think that we're not going to get to what we're getting to, you know, like, that's that's why this episode was circled. You don't get the show, it. then. No, you don't get the show. What, we, we're not going to derail the show for five minutes to talk about the ephemera of someone else's career, who's in the episode yeah. for, like, five minutes. Um, anyway. For, like, one minute. Yes. Uh, wait, you, you were not talking about Jim O'Hare or Parks and Recreation? No. Um, uh, good point. Great stuff. And so, Monk is like, I don't have any candy, but it's obviously not Halloween. And... He then explains that he has that he the reason he's ironing three shoelaces is because he has a right one, a left one, and what's the third one? He's got a backup lace. Laces out, Dan. Yeah, I um, this is definitely one of the weird things Monk does. Usually, I can like say like I kind of agree. Like I can understand washing your shoelaces. That's obviously a good idea. But ironing them, like I've never once been like these shoelaces are too wrinkly. <laughs> yeah, no, same. Um. And so he's like, is there anything I could do for you girls? And they want to hire him um, at, to investigate. Because apparently, and this is, I think, very sad. Apparently Emily J was responsible for putting the towels away. And Emily C's hairdryer was the murder weapon. And so they feel responsible. And I feel like they don't spend enough time on how psychologically horrible it would be if you were a 14 year old girl and you believe that a mistake you made killed your beloved basketball coach. Like, that's terrible. No, absolutely, and um, no, I, I don't know if I, especially from what we come to find, she's like a very nice woman, everyone mm-hmm. seemed to have liked her, so yeah, you would definitely feel horrible if you killed like the one of the The fact most... that these girls are like alert and not in bed crying is like much better than I would be doing. Like, that's crazy. Like, it's, like, it's kind of like, they, they feel responsible. It's like, no shit they feel responsible, because in their minds, they made a mistake that, you know, killed someone. Anyway, yeah. obviously they didn't, and that's why it's good, but, you know, and so... You know, they're trying to convince Monk uh, to um, to take on the case. They have $57, um, and, uh, you know, they basically... There's actually a thing I like in this where um, Emily J starts crying, and Monk is like, is, uh, is like, oh, Julie, like trying to get her to tell her to stop, and... Um, I really do like, uh, how Julie is stands like, Mr. Monk, what is it? Mr. Monk, drop it. Like, she's kind of stands yeah, up yeah. to him in a way yeah. that, like, someone whose name rhymes with Menji would never have done. A person named what? Whose name rhymes with Menji. 
Oh, okay, yeah, true. Take oh, shit, I completely forgot about him. Yeah, I know. That, yeah, you, that's not a surprise. Um, I don't know why I'm just taking shots at but I'm just in that kind of mood today. <laughs> I'm mad that Tom Brady won another fucking Super Bowl. And just, like, it's just been, it's been bad. Um, and, uh, you know, I, the, the line I do like here is that Julie's like, we only have $57, but you can sit, consider it um, my birthday, your birthday present. And he says, I wasn't planning on buying you a birthday present. Yeah, come Which on, I actually man. don't believe that because he bought Benji the rock polishing kit. Like, it's right. a funny joke, but that's not actually true. He definitely was going to. He's a, he's a nice guy. Like, he would have bought it. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. Yeah, so he says, I'll see what I can do. They all hug him. And then Natalie shows up with two arms full of groceries in just paper bags because it's a TV show. Um, have you ever done that before? Where you just had uh, the big paper bags, no plastic, canning groceries? Uh, no. I can't say. Most no. people, uh, that's not true. Trader Joe's, they only give you paper bags. No, but, but they give like... paper bags with handles on them. Oh, yes, true. That's right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I use, uh, I like to use reusable bags. Um, one, because obviously better for the environment, et cetera, et cetera. This is obviously true. But also, like, they don't hurt your hands that much when you carry heavy stuff in them, you know. Mm-hmm. A little tip for y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of tips, Monk gives them the tip, stay in school, don't take dope. Um, <laughs> I just love whenever anyone refers to it as dope. Yeah, like dope always is like in my head just seems like it's a lot stronger than just yeah. marijuana. Whenever I think of dope, I think of the John Mulaney anecdote about Frank Sinatra saying, "I put my son in charge of the band, or else he would be in my basement smoking dope." Is what I always think. Of. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Natalie mentions offhandedly that they're in a river in Northern Africa. I've made of that they're in denial. Um, and, uh, monks, she's like, you know what? Investigate. Maybe we'll give them closure, which I like because I thought I forgot for a while. I thought that the conversation was going to be like, don't lead them on. There's like, they need to move on. But like, no, she, I think she's rational. Like, you know what? Let monk investigate. If it was murder, it was murder. If it wasn't, it wasn't. But at least if he investigates, they know, you know? Yeah. Um, and monk's like, yep. If it's not murder, we're going to tell them all. It's their all, all their fault, which of course monk has bad bedside manner. Um, but correct. Yeah. And Natalie, you know, says maybe when it comes to that, she will be the one to let them know. Yeah. So we see a memorial to her. She's apparently been there for seven years. Um, Monk doesn't, he's feels uncomfortable at high school. According to him, high school wasn't the best year for his life. Um, I mean, when was though? I guess when he was with Trudy, just yeah, those years, that's that, it. That's an answer. I don't know what year. Um, he probably, if I take a guess, he'd be like, you know, maybe 95, no, 96. No, 97. Maybe 95. 96, you know, probably do that. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's looking at the trophy case. And what what is he thinking about when he's looking at the trophy case? Um, he's, like, thinking about, like, how... Well, specifically, he didn't really have many trophies growing up. Many? He didn't have any trophies. Yeah, he didn't have any. And his mom, like, had a big mantle space mm-hmm. for it. And uh, he never got to fill it up. Fill mm-hmm. them up. Fill the mantle up, sorry. Yep. Now, one, that's probably the best argument for participation trophies I've ever heard because this poor kid had an empty man to look at. Um, also, I just want to say for anyone who's older listening to this, as someone who's in the participation trophy generation, I can assure you that when I was like seven years old and playing Little League Baseball, I was not like, I'm not going to try that hard because I'm going to get a trophy anyway. Well, if you're a kid and you get a participation trophy, you don't like it. I, in fact, I hated having my trophy on display for like a team I didn't win anything with because it just like it reminds me that I sucked. Like I, that's just all the we get people don't want to win anymore because they have participation trophies. It's like when you were eight and playing little league, 
insert old curmudgeon was the only reason you wanted to win because you wanted a trophy? No, you wanted to win. Anyway. Did sorry. you suck? Of course I sucked. Did your what brother are you talking suck? about? What? Did your brother suck? My twin brother was better than me, and he also, Michael, sorry, he sucked. <laughs> but he was okay. as bad as, I'll say this, he wasn't good, and he was twice as good as I was. Um, Damn. I mean, I was actually, I wasn't terrible in the field. I was, the thing that I would always, my problem with being in the field is I was always trying to make flashy plays, even though I didn't have the fundamentals down. Um, mm-hmm. Which, tell me, stop me when I say something that doesn't track with everything about me. Um, I remember once I was at practice, my coach said, because of like a move I tried to do, like a spin move when I was at like second base, uh, he said to my dad, quote, your son has more moves than John Travolta, I believe is the line. Um, and uh, I <laughs> quit right, after I'll fifth take that. grade. I quit after fifth grade, uh, and as I stopped playing organized sports after that. And um, definitely not – no one was like, oh, man, what a lost talent. Um, I don't know if it's better, but, like, uh, I basically only made the baseball team in high school because that was funny. That's, I, that's, that's a good place to be. Okay, yeah, I'll take it then. Thanks. I mean, I played baseball before I became funny. I mean, I think that – when I say became funny, what I mean is – Stop being an asshole and realize that making people laugh made them like you, um, which that happened when I was 14. Um, good day that it happened. Thank God. Uh, anyway. You learned it earlier than most people. I'm very glad. I think it's because the amount of an asshole I was beforehand was so significant that, like, people in my life – a good friend of mine said to me, like, Jake, you're an asshole and no one likes you, which is the nicest thing you can say to someone. And I mean that sincerely. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but Monk mentions that his mom would show up to his track meets even when she was dying – and uh, he didn't win anything. So now we know that Bug's mother died when he was young. That's never been can- – I don't think that's ever been canon before. Uh, but now it's canon. Yeah, I felt sad. Uh, I felt sad hearing about it. And uh, actually, like, with the mantle talk and with all this, like, I felt like we were headed for, like, a heavy mom episode. Mm-hmm. And uh didn't turn out that no, way. No, but I think I, – I do think they play this well. It's like – it starts off funny, yeah. but it is – the thing I like about Monk is that it – if it wants to, it can transition from like, oh, haha, look at Monk, to like, oh, shit, man, look at Monk, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, right. So they go to the scene. Monk is a little nervous to be in the girls' bathroom because apparently, as he says, the jury is allowed on cooties, which is a very mm-hmm. funny line. If they had more funding, maybe they could make some uh, some headway. Yeah. Um, and Monk notes, and this is something that I think anyone who watched this episode, especially in 2021, would think is – don't outlets have built-in circuit breakers so this doesn't happen anymore? Um, yeah. I, I wasn't, like, I wasn't familiar with this whole thing. Oh, I just, I don't know why I know this, but yeah. I mean, I think it's because I had a mom who, like, kept uh, plug protectors in until my brother and I were, like, eight. So I have a very, uh, I any way you can die in the household, I, my mom made me very aware of it. Um, once again, stop me when I say something that doesn't track. What exactly does this? What exactly does a circuit breaker do? It just it stops, cuts like... off the electricity when it, there's going to be a surge. Oh, so okay. basically, huh. when when the when like it would have been electric, uh, when it, when the whatever the hair dryer would have gone, you know, electric would have, you know, what I mean, it would have turned off yeah. electricity. Um, yeah. Okay. Got it. And Thank apparently, you. there's there's no dust on the top of the panel, which means someone removed it because it was upside mm-hmm. down. And then the mm-hmm. wire that has the circuit breaker is loose, but they don't know if it was an accident or not. Yeah, I mean, uh, at this point, it's really stacking up to be an electrifying case, let's just say. You're correct. But also, like, the thing Monk notes is that this is tons of bad luck all at once that feels almost unrealistic, you know? Right. Like, it could happen to him, but it doesn't happen to anybody else. Yeah. And so he notices that one of the windows in the locker room doesn't have cobwebs on it, so 
it was open recently. And then we get the right. classic up you go moment where Monk mm-hmm. try, boosts Natalie up. And because she's like, no, up you go, up you go, up you go. And he says, mm-hmm. How she, you doing? No, I don't believe that he says that, but I might have been watching <laughs> the rock version. Uh-huh. Uh, and she's like, you're my assistant, which comes from the, the – I'm, I'm the assistant. Uh, and I was like, you're the detective. I'm the assistant. Well, assist comes from the Latin meaning, up you go, which I like. I like the way he told yeah. that. And what evidence is up up when she up and goes? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's footprints on top of the lockers that mm-hmm. are below the window. Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, so Randy gets them the evidence for the case, but he notes that the maintenance crew was there six weeks earlier, so it could have been one of their footprints, which, like, okay, Randy, you're just trying to, you know, that feels a bit unrealistic. Um, and they notice that the hairdryer is practically brand new, but the wire is frayed and it's, like, poorly taped. Basically, mm-hmm. what we realize is that the killer broke the wire and tried to make it look like it was taped together, and that's, you know what, I mean? you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, 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 no, it's trying to make it look like an accident, like just furthering yeah. that whole thing. And the tape had like a weird fringe on it, um, which is notable. And uh, Monk is basically believes these girls, but Randy points out there's zero motive. You know, she's a great person; everyone loves her. She lives with her brother. Um, no enemies. No enemy. Yeah, she's not no enemies. Got got very few enemies. So I was gonna try to do the Drake song, but ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway. Natalie goes and asks Captain Stahlmeyer if he has time. What what is what, what what's his ink what's her inquiry? Uh yeah, so Natalie has a uh, some sort of report to do on DNA and she wanted to get an interview with Captain Stott, you know, a real quick interview to, you know, help her with her project that's due in like a week or something. Yes, Julie has a report due in a week about DNA. Um, but he's like, ah, I got, look, I got all these cases, you know. The one of the ones he mentions is that the fire in Dratch Valley, obviously named after writer Daniel Dratch, uh, might be arson. And he also got some hooey from his wife's lawyer, so that's still going on. Um, right. As this is happening, Monk notices a burr from, uh, on uh, her jacket, on the victim's jacket. Which, like, I don't know how, I mean, you probably know in L.A. too, but, like, if a burr being on my, in, in Florida, there's a million burrs and stuff. If a burr being on someone's clothing was enough evidence for anything, then people would get wrongfully convicted all the time. Like, if you walked in, like, the empty lot next to my house growing up, if you walked three feet, you'd have ten burrs on your shoes. That's just, that, I don't know. No, yeah, fair enough. But we're also dealing with a man who can tell, like, you know, dirt from, like, this part of the I understand. The I, park. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I think it is just funny, though, that's like, oh, I'm like, I, man, shouts to, yeah. I was gonna say shouts to burrs, but no, no, no shouts to burrs. They fucking suck. The only thing yeah. is, do, do you get do you have sand spurs in California? I don't even know what that is. It's like, it's like a ball, a ball with a bunch of spikes all over it. That it's like a burr, but imagine if a burr hurt and could make you bleed when you touched it. It's it's oh that's horrible. So you get one like in, on your socks, and you have to like try to grab it with your nails because if you touch it with your fingers, you'll get cut up and it, awful. Hate them. Um, Florida, I love it to death, but some of the criticisms people have of it are correct. Anyway, um, Stott says that he can't do it, but then Natalie, honestly, A-plus move here, says, oh, I forgot to mention, I have a cousin who works in PR for the 49ers. Joe Montana's going to be in town shooting a commercial. You want to meet him? <laughs> Joe Montana. Yeah, I can make that work. Oh, I, I was lying, but you have time now. I mean, what did you think of this move? 
<laughs> yeah, no, it was a veteran move. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I'm actually kind of surprised that Sot wouldn't have met Joe Montana at some point since we all know how much football players love cops. Yeah, that is honestly, that's true. But, I, but Joe Montana wasn't act. I don't think that they really overlapped. But when Summer was in a senior position, Joe Montana was already retired. Or in Kansas City, at the least. Or he might have uh, investigated Joe Montana for, you know, doing all his bad... No, I'm, just, I'm not even going to start that remember, like, last year when someone randomly walked into Joe Montana's house and stole, like, tried to kidnap one of his grandkids? Like, just picked no. up a grandkid? And Joe Montana had to, like, tackle him and basically... A random guy just walked in and I think it was actually a woman. I don't remember exactly, but do crazy shit. Like, and it kind of, you know what, the fact that, oh, let me say this. It is, a, people talk about the failure of the news media, how it led to the rise of Trump punch or something. I agree with that. Also, failure of the news media, that there's no reason why you just shouldn't have known about that. That should have been the biggest story in the world. It's crazy that yeah, that happened. Yeah, that is true. Where was this? In Joe Montana's house, I think in, L, in the L.A. area. Okay, well. Um, anyway. I hope, I hope they catch whoever that guy was. I, they did, because uh, <laughs> they caught him at the scene. Or her. Oh, I, right. I think it might have been a woman. I'm not 100% sure, though. Anyway. Okay. Um, so Monk is in the principal's office. And he spent a lot of time in the principal's office, which is surprising until you learn that. Um, his principal was a pedophile. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. Um, let's take that back. Yeah, he used to go in there because he was a freaking narc, man. He would yeah. uh, tell on all of his fellow classmates whenever they stepped out of line, specifically in study hall, I think. Yeah. He, was, he said that he was Mr. Campman's eyes and ears, um, which is, man. Anyway, the principal, who I love, thank God they did this. They cast the same lady as was in Mr. Monk and the Astronaut. Thank Could God. Could not have told you that, but yeah. No, I didn't recognize it. I kind of recognized her. I looked her up. But I guess the thing is, I think it's good that you didn't know that because she has like one line in Mr. Monk and the Astronaut, and that's just attention to detail. They didn't have to do that. I appreciate it, you know? Yeah, no, I appreciate it, too. Now that um, you put it that way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're, she's organizing memorial services. There's a great exchange where she says, oh, you know, we met last year at the career day. How are you? And Monk says the same, and she just says, sorry to hear that. <laughs> I really fucked up, honestly. Not incorrect, though. Um, no, that's true. Yeah. And so they get a list of everyone who had access to the locker room, and she does mention, the principal mentions, that she was crying in the teacher's lounge, the um, Coach Hayden. But apparently it's not out of the ordinary for teachers to cry. Now, I think we talked about this in Mr. Monk Goes Back to School. You, did you, you never had a teacher cry in front of you, right? Um, no. 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 I, I Man, I really wish. I, I would love nothing more than to hear some goss in the teacher's lounge. That's got to be the most fun. Um, oh, did you ever? I mean, I'm, I assume you had something that happened at your school. But at my high school, um, two of my English teachers are boinking. I mean, I think we might have talked about this before. I don't particularly care. I, know, I did mention on Mr. Bone Goes Back to School uh, that my one of the gym teachers was married to the athletic director, and the athletic director was a co- was a teacher at school when the, that gym teacher was a student, and they got married right. after she graduated. Um, right. Other than that, I don't think there's any boinking going. I mean, the best scandal that happened in my school was that my twin brother Michael's uh, his sophomore year math teacher was taking bribes for grades and it was as simple as literally when you handed in something you would use a paper clip and attach like twenty dollars or something like that that's how that's sick man yeah um who snitched fucked it up i honestly don't remember what happened i i know that he also like some uh some other shit happened with him too 
um, like he like also committed other crimes after he lost his teacher's license. Um, anyway, I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna ask Michael what his name was so I can tell you what that was because this is some good shit. And I'll just be honest, guys, you don't tune into this podcast to hear about Monk. You just do the ephemera that uh, comes up with us. And that's the second time I use that word today. I apologize. Um, anyway, what happens next? As I said, send the text message. Um, okay, yeah. So he mentions that she was crying um, in the teacher's day lounge the day before, and also that the girls' team apparently has to forfeit the championship game because they no longer have a coach. Can I give you a reference that no one gets? It's the championship game. You know that commercial with a coach? I touched it, and then the kids like, oh, "It's a championship game." No. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It was like a, it was like a PSA, right? Yes. Like about being honest or yeah. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. In my family, we, me, and my brothers, especially my dad. My dad loves to do it. Is if anyone on TV, like if Joe Buck's like, and now welcome to the championship game, the championship game. Anyway, <laughs> just look it up. You guys know it. Continue. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you know what that means. Uh, Natalie's gonna coach. Uh. So and also Natalie Natalie's says gonna... that she was on varsity all four years. Like that's impressive. Good for her. That is impressive. I mean, she's a woman of many talents. I would not put it past her. No, um, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so she's going to be the coach, which means, of course, your boy Monk is playing Tom Thibodeau circa 2008 or something. Which means he's the assistant coach. Um, Correct. And uh, Which is kind of funny because Coach Hayden didn't have an assistant coach, it didn't seem like. So why Natalie needs one, I don't know, but let's stop putting goals in it. Yeah. So they're at practice. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. Really, so I sent the, the text so I can take over Phoenix too. <laughs> oh yeah, they go. So they go to practice, and um, the, so the team is like pretty unmotivated, as you can tell. Like they're still fresh off their coach dying, but mm-hmm. um, Natalie manages to summon up a little bit of pep, right? Mm-hmm. But as this is going on, of course, one of the nets is like wrapped in on itself. Um, Honestly, this is not. I would do the same thing. I hate yeah, that. this is. Um, this is not uh, that bad in terms of like monk things. Because whenever a net's messed up, I gotta, um, I got, I, I have to fix it. Anyway, um, by the so, way, I have like a, I, I always have like the monk season whatever Wikipedia page on, like open mm-hmm. in front of me. So for season five, I like how there's like a special section where it's Jared Paul in his penultimate performance as Kevin Dorfman. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's, I mean, exciting stuff. Um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, by the way, it was this what what I forgot that um, the the thing the thing I remembered about the math teacher because I I just looked up uh, teachers um, took bribes in my high school um, and it's be- he did it because he had um, multiple arrests and he needed to pay down debts that he uh, yeah that there was, from alcohol and drug dr- alcohol and driving related offenses he had fines. And, was this just Spires? I mean, you don't have to blow up a spot, but yeah. <laughs> I'll keep it in because, like, honestly, it's public record. I don't care. But I wasn't going to say it. Anyway. <laughs> um, but that's like, also – but the thing is, like, that just – if you want to know anything about Florida, having multiple alcohol and driving-related offenses does not lose you your teaching job. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it would, to be honest. I no, thought – anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So they do a layup line. You know, oh, wait. Sorry. Monk learns that there's a trophy, which he's very excited about. And there's a yes. layup line, which is looks pretty good, and Monk wants a whistle. Um, and we learned that the only time Monk almost won something was he was playing musical chairs, but he went the wrong way, and the mother yeah, at the party got mad at him. Yeah, he was going counterclockwise. The mother at the party got mad at him. 
And Natalie's like, oh, but at least you got invited to a party. No. Yeah, that's the thing. It was uh, it was his own party, and his mom narked him. So it's just a family of narks, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, and at, at this point, they tell Julie and the Emilies that the uh, death wasn't an accident, and um, Emily shows... Well, Emily J shows the necklace that Coach Hayden gave her, um, because apparently they all got necklaces, because she got them when she was camping in... <laughs> Uh, Dratch Valley. Exactly. The that fire, was... it, yeah, the fire connect, uh, connection that fire. Scott was looking at. Man, fire connection. That's what I, uh, if I'm ever playing the Kevin Bacon game and I think of an obscure one, it's like, man, that's a fire connection. Um, uh, anyway, um, we cut to the forest fire, and this is where we get the first, I would say, the bigger guest star in terms of size, physical size. Uh, wow. Jim O'Hare. What? Oh, oh. Yeah. so it's, so it's, it, what, you, he's not bigger than her? Okay. <laughs> um, and so, uh, Jim O'Hare, of course, is Parks and Recreation, who played, uh, Jerry slash Gary slash Terry Gergich. Um, I don't know if yes. you, I don't, did you watch Parks and Rec? I watched all of it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I just want to make sure you get, yeah, because he's all three of those people. And. Didn't mind that is, theme song. This is Monk. Monk, this is a pretty low point for Monk, because he has a whistle, and, uh. He's he's blown it a lot. Uh, I actually don't think this is that bad compared to one it's, later uh, it's on. It's not, but it is, yeah, you're right. It's but it is kind of like cheese, man. <laughs> yeah, get it together. Yeah. As so, they say in sports, act like you've been there before. That's the thing. He's acting like he's never had a whistle before. Um, yeah. And we learned that whoever started the fire was camping without a permit. The wind shifted, and um, you know, uh, a bunch of stuff blew over. And a, mm-hmm. oh, five houses were burned down, but no one got hurt. Right. So it was clearly, it was just, uh, it wasn't an, it was not an intentional thing. Yeah. So, like, the covering up the fire itself, basically, the point being, would not be a reason to murder someone. At least you wouldn't think. Like, it's right. not, like, yeah. Anyway. Um, and Monk asks the park ranger to call him Coach Monk, and then he invites the ranger to the game, and the ranger does not want to go. Yeah. He's got, uh, what, his parents' 50th uh, wedding anniversary to mm-hmm. attend? So, come on, Monk. Mm-hmm. He got to be there. Yeah. Uh, then Monk starts talking to a bird with his uh, his whistle. Um, yes. And they go over to, like, another area where they think the fire might have been actually started. And wouldn't you know it, Natalie gets a little burr caught on her. Yeah, which, you know, you're already thinking, okay, well, we've heard the word burr way too many times in this episode. It's mm-hmm. got to be a clue. It's like, yeah, I haven't heard burr this many times since I watched Hamilton. Anyway, they then see the missing button. But if you guys mentioned earlier, there was a button missing on uh, Coach Hayden's jacket. Uh, they Correct. find the missing button in the ground. So, oh, yes. wow. She st- Unlike Billy Joel, she started the fire. She burned yep. down those houses, and it wasn't great because she started And the a fire. couple of mouses as well. No, I was going to say that, but, like, you don't. I-, I try not to go into nonsense in my parody songs just to make it rhyme. Like, that's, you know. That's not nonsense. It's outside. There's probably mice around there. I guess. Um, although they say these were vacation homes, so I imagine these are very hoity-toity people on them. So they don't. I don't think they had mouses. Um, mm-hmm. And also, the word is mice. Um, louses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Even that's lice. Uh, so, um, monks like there's got to be connection somehow, and. Mm-hmm. But he keeps blowing the whistle, so Natalie, of course, puts her mouth on it to stop him. And that stops him, right? He doesn't whistle again? 
Oh yeah, no, definitely not until like much later on. And well, no, no, it doesn't stop him because he pulls out another. He's got backup. Oh yeah, hey, missed that. Didn't see it. And so um, they meet with the brother. And did you get murdery vibes the moment the brother came on screen? Uh, just like his weird hairline, but also he's your good close personal friend, Aaron Late Hayden. Shit. Hayden, let's not get that. That's not your boy. Ugh. Man, we used, yeah. to hit the, we used to hit the links up together. I know. Golf. Um, you guys used to buy biscuits together. <laughs> he, he, the, he could, both murders he, we know he committed, he didn't do either with a gun. Thank you very much. There's no biscuits <laughs> involved. Um, right. And uh, so they meet with the brother. Monk admires his golfing trophy. Um, and uh, my God, I just got text back from my brother. Hmm, I forget. Let me think. It's like, I found it. And also, how do you. F- I, maybe, maybe I'm weird. I remember. How did I find it I, before you? Well, no, I found it before you. I just didn't say the guy's name. Wasn't trying to uh, how did I find it before him, though? Because he didn't look it up. I just asked him what it was, and he didn't remember off the top of his head. Uh. Um, uh, so, anyway. Um, and they're like, you know, we know your sister set the fire. And that she was going to... Tr- <laughs> Lynn was going to turn herself in. Which, right. And apparently the brother tried to talk her out of it. And now, in hindsight, we know it's because of what it's all about. But I think his point is correct, where it's like, no one got hurt, and you would lose your teaching license. I'm not saying that's the right reason to do it, but he does have a point. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I, no one would fault her for it. Uh, no one got hurt, and yeah, it would just be she would be ruining her life for for nothing, basically. Exactly. Um, and you know, it's tragic stuff. He then has like a fo- fo- uh, a photo uh. framed, um, and uh, my God, I just. I, so I texted Michael, I found it, don't worry. And he said, Mr. something like that. And I was like, I found it. <laughs> Does he not read what you said? No, I mean, I don't know. Um, and uh, so, um, he has a frame and a, a photo of her, and the frame's broken. And Monk is, he, he, he's like, you just gotta buy a new one. And he's like, no, I'll fix it. Oh, you can buy a new one. Um... It goes on way too long. It does. It goes on too long. In, in Monk's defense, though, he should just buy a new one. Because he ends up just taping it. Yeah. It's like, that's fucking horrible. That's your sister who died. I know you killed her, but you loved her, I think. So, jeez. Yeah, no. Very tough look for your close personal friend. Aaron. And, like, I know that frames frames are famously something that's more expensive than you think. But this is not a weirdly shaped photo. He doesn't need to get a custom frame for it, you know? Um, They're expensive? Uh, to get stuff framed, especially bigger things, yes. Like, if you have to get something framed, as opposed to just buying one. Oh, yeah, 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 that, yes, I, I, yeah. yes, you're right. Um, yeah, I don't have, I don't think I have anything framed uh, in any of the things I have, because I am still a man-child. Um, but, uh, actually, I do have a frame of my, I was going to say, I, I was going to use an example of how I'm not a man-child, but I, the thing I was going to show is I have my Marvel character. I Avengers, fucking knew it. My Avengers uh, canvas is, uh, is framed. Anyway, it's like felt. It was a birthday gift for my brother. Anyway, um, so the same one who doesn't know how to fucking read my text. Um, and so, yeah, they leave. Um, and, and Julie gets her big interview. Mm-hmm. Now, did you know all the answers to these questions, yes or no? The first one, yes. The second one, no. The third one, I forgot what it was. Well, the, the third and fourth ones are subjective. But the first one, it's what does DNA stand for? That's deoxyribonucleic acid. Um, right. Uh, and then the second one, who discovered uh, DNA? That's Watson, Watson and Crick. Crick. Yes. Yeah. Um, I knew that one. Although I also remember that I've, I, this just shows how bad the world is. That I'm, there's a famous fun fact that like 
their like female assistant really was like the, one of the main forces too in discovering it. And of course, she didn't get the Nobel Prize. Any credit? And the the worst thing is that it just goes to show that it worked because I don't remember her name. <laughs> um, Damn. And the question is: Is everyone's DNA different? And is everyone's DNA different? Uh. Kind of, except if you're like related. If you're like no, identical no, 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 twins. no. It's is everyone's everyone's is different if unless you're an identical twins. Dot dot dot, and it's close if you're family, but it's not the same unless you're right, 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 right. So like Some my twin like brother and I, even though we're twins, we're fraternal, so our DNA is different. Yeah, I can tell. I mean, in fact, our DNA is is exactly as different as it is with our older brother, even though we're not twins. Well. Okay. Yeah, you you have the beta, I think, molecule, and he's got the alpha one, I think. Damn, that's, you know. Woo! Th- he's definitely shyer than me, but he definitely has, I, I definitely have. Uh, You're taking, taking shots at Benji, I I'm taking shots at I you. Definitely, uh, I definitely went like 0 for 50 in all the fights we had growing up. Um, so, you know, uh, which is Revenge sad because he is, he is smaller than me, which is not great. Um, Revengey. Revengey, Revengey the nerds, um, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, and they ask Stamar. Well, he she asked Stamar, why can't you solve every case if you, everywhere has DNA? Which is a good question, but the answer is you need to compare it to something. Right, you need to have some sort of DNA on file, accessible for to to compare it to. So you know, that makes for sense. example, there was a case a couple of years ago. Right about a girl who uh, who was murdered, Apollo McGuhan, uh, and. Yeah, there was a bunch of DNA everywhere, all over the scene, but there was uh, nothing to compare it to. Therefore, I wonder if that's going to come unsolved. up again. Do you think, Andre? Yeah, you know, for a second, I didn't think that was going to happen, but yeah, it had. Yeah, yeah, it had to be that way. Yeah, and apparently, it was in the middle of a golf course, which is important. Um, right. And uh, you know, then the interview's over, and Julie mentions offhandedly that Monk is coaching, and they're basically like, "Oh, we got to see it." And I think that that is the right decision. You got to see whatever's going on with Monk coaching. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, luck. Oh, well, actually, it does go quite poorly for him. Um, so yeah, it's nice to see the train wreck every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to a scene which I think is completely unnecessary, where the brother is angrily watching television and he sees uh-huh. the, the news saying they're investigating a connection between the recent uh, arson at Dratch Valley and the murder of a beloved high school coach. And then he does something yeah. which is ridiculous. What does he do next? This is so stupid. <laughs> Uh, he, what, does he, he takes out, like, a letter or something? Or? No, he, he pulls out an envelope in a drawer. In a space, oh, right. let's keep in mind, he shares with his sister. True. And in the envelope is the community college ID for the girl he murdered, the McGowan. She's right. the McGowan girl. Yes. And a newspaper clipping about it, and he burns it. Why does he, he have that? And why do you burn it indoors, also? I mean, I don't know, that's not, he's burning it into a trash can. I don't think that, that's not the weird part, I don't think. I mean, I'm assuming he's got a small, maybe by the state of his place, he didn't have a smoke alarm. That's true. No, but also, once again, why does he have that on him? And it, it, you can see true, him walk. It's true, in, true, like, true. a dining room. Like, it's not even in his own room. Yeah, yeah, And it's just, like, no, amongst it's, it's, a bunch of other letters. Yeah, no, it's, you've got a solid point. Um, what kind of pisses me off is we don't figure out why he did it. I mean, what? based on what Cap describes with the murder, I think it was a, like, rape and torture type murder like a bad like a mur- evil murder like a surica type murder is the yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. also attracts with his look and vibe and everything about him 100 percent. yeah so we then see monk clearing his mantle which is sad because you know he's not gonna win um 
and uh, right. they're giving a little speech before the game, a moment of silence for the coach. And I want you to describe it because I I'm gonna be I'm mad. So just what w- w- what does Monk do during the moment of silence? Oh man, moment of silence for the champ. Uh, that's the Ron Artest song. By I'm the way. aware. You meet the, they okay. say we warriors. They say we did yeah. it again. Hands high for the champions. That's a song by uh, by Ron Artest, aka Metal World Peace, aka uh, what is it? What's his new Latin name? I think it's um Meta Sandiford Artest. I think is his new name. I don't even. I didn't well, even no, he got he got remarried and he took his wife's last name and changed. It's Meta Sandiford Artest. Wow, name. I respect that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's like a scuff mark on the on the court, and of course he's trying to freaking squeak it out. Like he's trying to take it out with his foot. Obviously, that's not gonna do any good. So takes out like a freaking wipe, puts that on the floor, and starts trying to do it. And it's just squeaking the whole time during the moment of silence. Just absolute lunacy. Mm-hmm. Yes, it sucks. Uh, it's also the longest moment of silence ever. I get that she was beloved, but like, come on, game on, let's play the game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the game starts, and it, there's just, I'm not going to go through what actually happens in the game, because it's not important. Um, and Monk is whistling nonstop, and the ref is like, cut that out with the whistle! And he gets the whistle taken away from him. Yeah. As he should. Went, woo, woo. The whistle's go woo! <laughs> You was there a moment in a single moment that you thought I might not remember the video Bub Rub? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Look What's up Bub Rub. Classic. Person? Classic. What's the with the other person? Uh, Lil Sis. Don't be ridiculous. Okay, 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 okay. And when they ask this Bub Rub, he's getting whistle tips put on his exhaust, and then he's been interviewed with the news, and the whistle go. And it's and like the reporters like, but people say that you know they get annoyed. It's like that's only in the morning. You're supposed to be out cooking breakfast with somebody. That's like an alarm clock. Woo woo. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I wow, remember that's like so two thousand and like four, five. I think it's four or five. Jesus. Um, yeah, wow. it's. There was a while where I. I I, I remember I de- I spent way too long on an old Android trying to download something to get that to be my text ringtone and then <laughs> and then my i wanted my alarm clock to be woo it's like an alarm clock woo woo um, i'm i'm going to make that happen this week so anyway uh there's then there's a timeout um Natalie points out that they're getting too many open looks at the basket i'll say this, whoever wrote this episode actually knows basketball yes. because it it does there's, it's not nonsense like you know, now he's saying stuff like, you know, watch the screen or do that. Like, like the stuff they're saying is actually correct basketball jargon. No, no. They they, they did their research. Shouts to, uh, who is it? Uh, Chris Long. I don't think it's the Philadelphia Chris Long is the Eagle, director of the episode, and he wouldn't, so he wouldn't have been the one to write it. But, oh, uh, Jack Bernstein. There you go. Yes. Um, anyway, that, uh, yes, it's not the Chris Long who's the NFL player. Although he's very open. He's a smart guy, multi-talented. He could probably direct an episode of television. Um... And uh, a thing I noticed here is why do all the basketball jerseys have first names on them? They're far- junior varsity, not like pre-K. <laughs> oh man, I didn't even, man, you're astute. I wouldn't even have noticed. I mean, I would say I, I have also seen this before, so I'm not paying as much. I don't need to pay attention to the plot or anything like that. Okay, um, fine. I did already know who. Yeah. I was, what pisses me off though is that Monk isn't even wearing the same fucking color as him. Yes, I. But I also don't think Monk would ever wear another color. That was I think the thing. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Also, he doesn't have to, because think about it. NBA coaches don't wear the color of the team. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, um, 
So there's a, a bad – I'll say this. There's a call where it looks like Julie runs in to a, uh, a player and fall, there's a collision. And it gets called a charge. Offensive foul. Yeah, it gets called a charge as opposed to a block. And Natalie argues that. I'm going to say this. That definitely was – it was a block. 100% a block. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, I, I'm i telling you, like, the way that they're, like, coaching this up sounds so legit. You're yeah, right. And she, yeah, and – yeah, I mean, because I also think that it's a great moment, and apologies for people who don't watch basketball, but, like, I think – because that actually is the type of call that people would argue. Because I think a lot of times in – any other than baseball, where it's obviously balls or strikes or whatever, like – Whenever they try to make like a, someone have a meltdown, they kind of try to make it up. Like that is actually the type of call that's a judgment call. And if I see a block charge that I think is either a block or a charge, and the refs get it wrong, I get very mad. I I still don't even know the, the rules, but it's if right. you're if you, the defend if the defender's feet are moving any any direction but backwards, then it's a block. Okay. If they're standing Got completely it. still, it's a charge. Okay. Okay. Um. So Natalie gets tossed because he says because she's yelling, and then um, he, call, he calls the ref a joke. He gets she gets a tech, and then he says she says, "Well, you're still a joke." And then she gets the double tech, so she's tossed. Yeah, she gets tossed, and uh, you know now it's gonna Monk be Coach Monk. Yes, God damn and it! And the game is tied. And as they have a timeout, Monk notes that everyone on the team is Emily now. Right. Yeah, he doesn't have any time for shenanigans. Just get it done. Give give a hundred percent of effort. To which they all reply that coach, uh, uh, former coach Hayden. would uh, Hayden would request one hundred and ten percent. He says no, you can't do that. That's not that's mathematically impossible. It doesn't make any sense. So then it just becomes this whole math joke. Yeah, where because uh, Emily J wants to give one hundred ten percent. Emily C wants to give one hundred fifteen percent. So that means in order to balance it out, Julie only can give seventy five percent. Right, yeah. and this is where we start back because we cut back to the locker room where Natalie's in, and we see the appearance of the Academy Award winning actress who's in this episode, who's of course one Jennifer Lawrence. This episode mm-hmm. was Jennifer Lawrence's uh, debut on film and television. Um, apparently, according to IMDb trivia, she was originally uh, she went into audition for one of the Emilys, but they ended up having her play the mascot, and she felt humiliated by it. Um, which, really? you know what, I'll tell you this, one of those Emily's is on Last Man Standing, and the other one had a one-episode thing on Grey's Anatomy, and that's her only la- credit in the last eight years, so I think Jennifer Lawrence should feel okay about herself. I think she's the last one standing. She is. Um, yeah, obviously, when I, when I first saw this episode, I saw this episode the day it came out, I obviously didn't know who Jennifer Lawrence was, um, but, uh, yeah, you referenced earlier, I did, I'll say this, I did watch the pilot episode of the big Bill Ingvall show where she played his daughter. I don't remember anything about it, but I definitely, I know I watched it. I wouldn't. Isn't that one of those guys from the Red? Yes, uh, it is. The... I mean, I'm not saying I'm proud of the fact I watched it, but I definitely did. Yeah, okay. Um, and uh, then obviously, she, you know, she went on to make such films as Winter's Bone, Silver Linings Playbook, American Hustle, The Hunger Games, Joy. X, X-Men, uh, Dark X-Men. Phoenix. Yes, among other X-Men movies. Um, yeah, that one she's in like only spoilers in only like the first 30 minutes. And you know she's just like, get me the check and get me out of here. Get me, I'm not going to wear this goddamn blue makeup ever again. Um, yeah, keep getting them checks. Yeah, shouts to, honestly, shouts to every actor who does something just to get a check. Um, I really mean it. Like that's just, there's nothing better than being like, man, I cannot believe Anthony Hopkins is in this movie for five minutes and he bought a boat off of it. That's awesome. Um, so... Uh, 
Natalie looks at like the memorial for Coach Aiden and noticed that the tape on the picture frame is the same tape used on the hair dryer. Bum, bum, Yeah, so now she knows what we all know. But she's yeah, got to find a way to tell Monk. Yeah, so uh, I guess she pays off Jennifer Lawrence mm-hmm. uh, and takes her little cougar uniform and gets out there. And um, Not only does she want to tell Monk, she wants to tell Stott and, uh, yes. and Dish. Mm-hmm. I just want to, this moment reminded me of, do you, uh, are you familiar with Bobby Valentine, the Major League Baseball manager? Oh, of course, when he took the mustache? Yes, yeah, yeah. So he, Bobby toss? Valentine once got ejected, and then he showed up in the dugout wearing a, one of those fake glasses and mustache combos, which is one of the funniest <laughs> things that's ever happened in professional sports. <laughs> no, the picture is fucking hilarious. It's almost as good as, icon, Mr. Met, as Mr. Met flipping off uh, the camera. Oh, that's a classic too. Shouts to the Mets, man. Uh, this, yeah, man. I'm as a Mets fan. Beautiful I, disaster. Be- genuinely beautiful disaster. Great off season for them. You know, made a big signing, but all I mean, made a big uh, trade, but also had two different people have big sexual harassment scandals against them. You just gotta love it. You know, the, insane. They're made, they, that's why they're called the Amazons. Um, you do not, in fact, have to hand it to them. No, you don't have to hand it to them. Um, and so uh, Monk is like, it's. I mean, Natalie tells Monk that it's the brother. Um, and then she goes over to the captain and, uh, you know, Monk um, gets them all together. And Monk, in order to explain, has to call a timeout, which I like when we get these, like, gimmicky what happens. And this time he's on the clock. And I'm not going to put you on the clock, but give me a general what happened. Once again, you're not on the clock, so take your time. Yeah, man, I had to pause this shit because there was so much shit flying around. Anyway, so essentially what happened is um, he uh, – the brother – Aaron, uh, Aaron Hayden, was a member of the fucking what was the name? Does of the, you, you, the fact that you think you need to know the golf? I really admire that, but you don't need to know the name of the golf course. The Conrad County, the the Conrad Country Club. Yes, so I say Conrad County is not a county in California. Yes, yes, Conrad C- Country Club. He where is which is where he had the trophy uh, mm-hmm. on his mantle. So Monk knew that mm-hmm. the girl Paula McGowan had been uh, found there. So he deduces that she. He murdered her, mm-hmm. and um, and then a, not, a, not I guess coincidentally she uh, the sister um, ends up burning the place down and not the same because, place I mean Trash Valley, yeah Trash Valley, but she, because of the fact that she was like you know on the fence and she was eventually deciding to turn herself mm-hmm. in that uh, her DNA her DNA would in turn be. You know, brought into the fold, which would then reveal uh, the DNA evidence linking him to the murder of Paula McGowan. Mm-hmm. Um, because that familial DNA stuff—they're using that a lot these days. I don't correct. know how I feel about it. I think that on the one hand, I don't like it because it's an invasion. On the other hand, um, you know, if you murder people, you probably should go to jail. Uh, that's on the one hand. On the other hand, with Jay Christie, yeah, um, it's one of Stay like tuned. three issues that I don't have a passionate stance about. Um, so you guys are in luck. Um, all right. Yeah. You know me. Everything else, I got this hot take to fly off. This one, when it, the, the, you know what issues nuance when I have to be like, oh, God, this issues nuance, guys. I hate to say it. I can't just fly off the handle like I usually do. Thank you. Um, um, yeah. So, so yeah. So everybody knows, and uh, Aaron, you know, takes off running mm-hmm. as he notices that everyone's looking at him. Mm-hmm. Um, Stodd and Disher t- take, you know, make chase, and uh, they catch him in pretty short order. Mm-hmm. And then when Disher puts him up against the wall, what message does he deliver on behalf of Monk? Uh, I don't remember. What was it? You should have bought a new frame. 
Oh, yeah. He should have. He fucking should have. I like this one because... I like this moment because even though I think the frame moment goes on too long and is annoying, I like that it's the rare time where one of Monk's, like, you know, peeves that he's fixates on actually matters in the case. That it actually ends up Mm -hmm. becoming the key to the case, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, And so then we cut back to the game, and Julie makes a go-ahead basket, and the time runs out. um, And they're all going crazy. And that's one note here. Natalie takes off her hat. Or like the helmet for the cougar, and the ref clearly can see. And even if there wasn't time on the clock, the other team should have gotten two technical foul, two foul shots because her returning to the court is a technical foul. That should have been two shots. Uh, no, I'm serious shots? though. In real life, oh yeah, absolutely, it've been two shots. That's just one. I think it would have um, been two because I think if it's your, I'm not actually, I'm not her sister. It doesn't matter. They would have gotten at least one. But they don't, and that's not what happens. But there they, was clearly time left on the clock when she yeah, hits the shot. Exactly. So they put two seconds back on the clock. And Monk, Monk already knows what's going to happen. They yeah. pass it in. This girl shoots it from, like, half court. and uh, Dude, they're still, like, in the timeout when they fucking inbound the ball. They're yes. not even running back on D. Yeah. It's just bad D all around. Um, and uh, as our good friend Mike Breen would shout, Bang! Bang! What a shot by this player! With only six tenths of a second remaining! No, there's no time left. Um, and, uh, yeah, so the Cougars yeah, lose. lose. the game. Mm-hmm. Sad stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they should have done better, honestly. Yeah, honestly, just that was bad D all around. Um, yeah, yeah, just not honestly not heads up basketball, and like that's a coaching thing. And the thing you have to understand is that like they had a new coach. You, like you don't want to make excuses, but you want to say like you know that obviously they're going through a lot. They had distractions, you know, and um, yeah, you no. know, they, they made some plays. They made you know the other team made some plays, and um, you know, thanks gotta, for the gotta, coach gotta, speak. Got to got to put their ne- their best foot forward next week, you know. Always giving 110, right. percent and sometimes that's not enough. Um, right. Yeah, I love coach speak so much, man. <laughs> it's just the best. It just depends on the coach saying it. Well, no, I, I, I think is I just like sports cliches more than anything in the world, especially football cliches. Like, just no matter what it is, just the most. Well, you can say the most without say so many words without saying a single thing. Um, like we play to win you, we the play, game. You play to win the game. You don't play just to play it. Yeah, um, shout out to Herm Edwards. Shout out to Herm Edwards, coach of the Jets at the time. Um, anyway, then we get a uh, end tag thing, which I think is very nice. I like this one a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was a nice little sweet cap. But basically, mm-hmm. um, Natalie and uh, Julie show up with a couple boxes. Um, I thought that it was just like a bunch of like second place trophies mm-hmm. uh, for the game that they just lost. I mean, that's but rude, no. but yeah. Right, but uh, essentially they had uh, trophies made for every murder he solved. Granted, there's been 104 that he solved, but they only got 100 because it's a nice round number. Which, you know, and there's a really nice moment where they're putting it on there and Monk says, I, I need going to need a bigger mantle. And then Natalie's like, your mother would have been so proud. And he says, without missing me, she wouldn't have. But I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sad, but... The thing yeah. is, his mom, we do get the thing that she came to all the track meets even when she was dying. Very nice. By all other accounts, though, and by the way Monk turned out, she sucked. Like, I'm sorry. Like, obviously some yeah. of Monk's issues are mental. But most of them are because he, she, like, was terrible. You know? Right. Because um, like she wasn't sentimental. Exactly. Exactly. Stay tuned for my uh, slam poetry. Slam poetry. Words, thoughts. Adrian Monk. Obsessive compulsive disorder. OCD. Do you see why he's OCD? 
the mother it go. must be. Sorry. Um, wow. Nice. I'm really that good at rhyming. Great. I'm really. That's great. I, I used to do freestyles in high school before I realized that it's not cool for a white person to do it, and I should stop. Um, you yeah. ever heard of Chris Christopherson? Well, I'm pissed, Christopherson. Huh? About what? <laughs> Is that your rap name? Uh, that Eminem ever made those lyrics? Oh, I, 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 I'm not an Eminem. I don't know. Sorry, I'm not either. Um, he, uh, yeah, that's part of it too. When I realized that Eminem, uh, whenever I think of Eminem, I think of this tweet that's not up anymore because the guy who tweeted it deactivated his account. But it's Eminem <laughs> makes music for high schoolers. Who want to join the Marines but have never lifted a weight? <laughs> Damn. Um, anyway, uh, what do you think of this episode? What do you get at ten? I gave it a seven and a half, seven point five. I gave it an eight, um, just because I, you know, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy the case. I like the, um, I don't know. There's just some funny moments. It's a, it's a nice fun episode. Um, you know, like I said, I, I think the, I think the squeaking uh, moment of silence pissed me off. Yeah, it's not. It's less than ideal. Um, but what is more than ideal is if you follow the show at Strictly Monk and Andre, when people follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Andre Barrera. That's Andre. It's just spelling like Andre. Um, yeah. I don't want to confuse people because if you say Andre, people are going to think of NBA player and Filipino national now. He actually changed his citizenship. Uh, Andre Blatch. Andre Blatch. That's yeah. right. He was, a, My he was an NBA player. Then he started playing in the Philippines. And then in order to play on a national team because he was not good enough to play in the, the American national team by a long shot, he now is a Filipino citizen. And he's... Honestly, I think he lives over there, you know. Good for him. I respect that Shouts a lot. Shouts to him. Yeah. Amazing um, I think he gets in a lot of fights over there, too, which I respect. That's something that happens a lot, where there's a lot more fights in international leagues. Where you see, Amazing like, cuisine out there, though. I've never never been to Philippines, but um, I had a, a couple good Filipino friends in high school. Um, you know, uh, nothing but nothing but love for Filipinos. Um, and they have nothing but love for karaoke. Um, that's not a mean stereotype, but I think that that's just a thing that I've known about every Filipino person I've ever met. Um, and if that's rude, please let me know. But I think that that's just true. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but I, I'm sorry. I think, I think that actually is like just true. I think that's just a true thing. It's like saying... Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you can follow me at the J Christie. I think I already said that. Uh, rate, view, subscribe to the show. Um, please tell your friends, Romans, countrymen. And um, yeah, let us know. Honestly, let us know if, if there's anyone else you want, us to, he- want to hear from. Um, obviously, the other cast members left would be Ted Levine and Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub's probably pretty hard to get. If you really want to, if you want to, if there's a groundswell of people asking about Ted Levine, I'll see what I can do. Um, and I mean that, like, I'll, I, I'm, you know, uh, and I'll tell you this, if we were to get Ted Levine on, I would spend the four hours before it just doing a Buffalo and Bill impression nonstop just to get it out of my body. He's not going to get on if you keep re- mentioning no, it. Okay. I'm sorry. He's not going to, he's not going to listen deep, this deep into the pod. And I'll tell you this, I'll say this, Ted, I love your work. I will not rip. I swear to God, I won't. Um, because I respect you too much. And also because I'm conflict averse. And I would not want to uh, rile you up. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to stop talking. You won't hear me talk again unless you listen to another podcast. Um, oh, geez. The theme music started in my ears. That's not good. This is yeah. just, the, ep- the end of this episode has just been a mess. So just tune in on fucking Friday as we talk about <laughs> Mr. Monk can't see a thing. Yeah, Jake can't fucking say anything. Um, let's get monkey, people. Yeah.